Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. It's punches and fat guy touchdown celebration day here, Perna. Cheap shots and happy fat guys is what most of us just call family Thanksgiving. But this episode is about body positive celebration. All shapes, all sizes, big men to be rejoiced. But Panther Saints was a literal and metaphorical slugfest. Cam Jordan's right hook says he's ready to box Floyd Mayweather back into retirement. And in Atlanta, we learned Vita Vea means even though I'm 347 pounds, you won't see me coming into the end zone. Vita Vea became the heaviest man to catch a touchdown pass in NFL history, surpassing Jonathan Ogden at 345 pounds. Now my analytics team discovered that some stats say Vita Vea is 346 pounds, others say 347. It really just depends if he had a heavy breakfast or two heavy breakfasts. Regardless, this is the greatest NFL stat to possess, and now Vita Vea needs to do it again, just like Jonathan Ogden. I've got everything you need to know about Football Sunday, all of the games, and a reminder, NFL fans find murder hilarious. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Let's start with the best game of the day. Panthers, Saints, New Orleans wins 34-31. Giving Drew Brees and the Saints the ball to start the game was probably not the best choice. Not as bad as giving him the ball to end the game, but still. Carolina, figure out a way to never give Drew Brees the ball, and you too could win. Now, what do all the kids say during last call at the clubs these days? No, you need to order the Uber. I'm banned for shitting in the backseat last time. Sure, they say that, but also, DJ Moore, DJ Moore, DJ Moore. I told myself I would not say that joke, and then I said that joke. DJ Moore. Who, Kyle Allen, after waking from his interception coma, found 40 yards downfield. Uh, The Panthers' refusal to die in this game would make even Rasputin proud. Christian McCaffrey continues to be the most prolific checkdown receiver in NFL history, but this game was all about the irony. Oh, the irony. One of the few overturned pass interference calls happens in New Orleans in the fourth quarter to screw the Saints. Was this pass interference? Based on what we have seen this season, nothing qualifies as pass interference, and Al Riveron literally doesn't understand the meaning of the words clear or obvious. Kyle Allen basically throws the ball away, but somehow this contact is egregious enough to be overturned as pass interference. But the Saints defense held after the call that could have led to the first NFL official having to go into witness protection. And then Panthers kicker Joey Sly missed a 28-yard field goal. Sylvester Stallone plans on putting Sly in his next Rocky Creed movie to have him punched repeatedly on screen for ruining the good name Sly. Giving Drew Brees time at the end of the game. It's like giving Grandpa Viagra at Thanksgiving and then getting mad at Grandpa when he pulls down his pants to stuff the turkey while calling out your dead grandma's name in passion. Drew Brees with the help of Michael Thomas, who now has all the receiving records this season, and Alvin Kamara got Nola into field goal range, and Will Lutz stayed true to the gooch for the win. Panthers owner David Tepper is now having second thoughts about purchasing an NFL team in Carolina. 
If the league can't even fix the game to give you a win, like the financial industry where Tepper made his billions, then why the hell did he even buy an NFL team? Broncos lose to the Bills 30 to 20. Let's just get this shit out of the way. This game was exactly as boring as you would have imagined, and we now have undisputed proof that the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, is better than the Broncos, Brandon Allen. Browns beat the shit out of the Dolphins 41-24. Uh, Adam Schefter reported, in all, 33 players from the Browns and Steelers were disciplined, including the indefinite suspension of Miles Garrett upheld upon appeal per source. There were $732,422 in total fines, including $250,000 to each organization. But plenty of money left over for Browns fans to buy customized Mason Rudolph pinatas and swing helmets at them before the game. And much like Mason Rudolph's real head, nothing seemed to spill out when the pinata was hit. Mason Rudolph, after seeing this video, stated he did not appreciate being portrayed in non-American party celebrations. Then, he reaffirmed he said nothing racist to Miles Garrett. Oh yeah, this game, the Browns, they annihilated the Dolphins on Ryan Fitzpatrick's birthday, where all he got was a loss and his ball catchers letting passes bounce off their face for Browns interceptions. Basically, Ryan Fitzpatrick got a gift card to a restaurant where he previously got food poisoning. Steelers beat the Bengals 16 to 10. TJ Watt had another dominant performance, which was expected with Ryan Finley at the helm. Uh, you might want to put TJ Watt into the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. Bengals receiver Tyler Boyd could win best use of one hand, just like Jamie Lannister for finger blasting his sister in his Emmy winning performance on Game of Thrones. Boyd also had a pretty amazing touchdown grab. Perfect day for me to take him out of my fantasy lineup. Mason Rudolph was benched for Devlin Hodges, a man most famous for duck calls. Oh! Is Devlin Hodges the answer in Pittsburgh? Maybe. He's done something no other Steelers quarterback has been able to do. Make James Washington look like a good receiver. A strip sack by Bud Dupree sealed the victory for the Steelers, confirming you, me, and Dupree is still Ryan Finley's least favorite Matt Dillon flick. Ten straight wins against the Bengals for the Steelers, and a reminder, only good quarterbacks accused of being a racist or rapist will play quarterback in Pittsburgh. The Giants follow the Bears 19-14. Trubisky threw two interceptions. Allen Robinson basically won this game himself, finding a way to score on a terribly underthrown ball from Trubisky and finish with 131 yards and a touchdown. Danny Nickel Knuckles lost another fumble and leads the NFL this season with 10 lost fumbles. Dimes in the air, nickels on the ground. Someone get Giants fans a fountain so they can wish for a fucking offensive line. If only Rashad Penny were a Giant. A Bears fan eating pumpkin pie was more interesting to the internet than this game. I saw this video retweeted so many times, I thought this guy was going to Jason Biggs that pie. He didn't, sadly. But this really terrific missed field goal is both the Bears and Giants 2019 season. The Raiders get blasted by the Jets 34-3. Le'Veon Bell still has hands that he can catch with, and the Raiders still aren't a real contender, getting blown out by the Jets by the Jets, and the NFL is still broken. If I have to defend the Raiders for being assaulted by the officials, 
who call this roughing the passer, then there is no hope for the future of this league. We have seen some bad roughing calls, but like Ryan Fitzpatrick, this one takes the cake. Buccaneers beat the Falcons 35-22. There are just some things you can always count on. Political divide, the Falcons losing as soon as you believe they will win. Gronk looking less comfortable in a turtleneck than Bill Belichick at a kid's birthday or any joyous celebration for that matter. And Jameis Winston turnovers. Winston now has 100 turnovers during his career and his philosophy of always believing in a god named Chris works one third of the time for victories. Chris Godwin finished with 184 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, impaired with Mike Evans became the first wide receiver tandem to each have a thousand yards in the same season and to be on a team that sucks. The Lions. Oh, Lions, you lose to the Washington Potatoes. Jeff Driscoll threw a pick with 48 seconds left in a tie game at the 46-yard line. Dustin Hopkins kicks the game winner and Matt Patricia wonders why the fuck he ever left New England for Detroit. Dwayne Haskins did get his first professional win of his career, doing absolutely nothing impressive to earn the win. 156 yards and a pick with four field goals and a kick return generating all of the potatoes points. And Haskins was too busy taking selfies with fans to be on the field for victory formation. He had no idea there was eight seconds left on the clock and Case Keenum was put in the game to close it out. I have never seen this happen. And I have never said this. Fucking millennials. What are you doing, Dwayne? <laughs> the game's not over. To put it in perspective, I guess if any of us leave our job eight seconds early, it's not that big of a deal. The Seahawks eke out a victory over the Eagles 17-9. Carson Wentz was without any of his receivers who have names you would recognize. Seattle's DK Metcalf channeled his inner Nelson Aguilar and dropped this would-be touchdown pass so Lamar Jackson can win the MVP. Although I do have another theory, that Metcalf is actually too muscular to make this catch. His hands, too used to gripping dumbbells, were just stuck in that closed position and therefore could not make the catch. Sam Darnold's ability, though, to see ghosts on mono may have metastasized to Carson Wentz's brain in the form of a tumor that makes him blind, partially blind. It's like the movie Phenomenon with John Travolta, only instead of gaining Jesus-like superpowers, this tumor took away Wentz's ability to recognize green shapes. It's why he can't see his running backs and why he now sucks at Mario. At one point during the game, Carson Wentz's brain ceased to function entirely and the Seahawks, who had 12 penalties to the Eagles' two, found themselves chasing the ball down the field like Jay Wellington Wimpy. Seattle did win despite the drop passes because of the magnificent flea flicker. This is obviously a great throw from Russell Wilson, but when a flea flicker is less impressive than a Lamar Jackson run, it is hard to win MVP, Russell. The Eagles' defense is officially just for show, which I know for a fact because trailing 17-3, the entire Eagles' defense was taking Instagram selfies in the end zone. Did you learn nothing from Dwayne Haskins, Philly? The Jags, whew, get smoked by the Titans. The Jaguars' game plan of only allowing 
big plays for touchdowns completely backfired. And I question who thought that was a good idea in the first place. Derrick Henry may not be the fastest running back in the NFL, but he is strong. We know he has the elite strength, and yet seeing him use multiple stiff arms to increase his speed for a 74-yard touchdown run is still impressive. Tennessee amassed nearly 500 yards on offense. Tannehill rushed for two touchdowns, oddly leaping for one, through two, including one to offensive lineman Dennis Kelly, catching it like a real Vita Bea. Dennis only weighs 321 pounds, so I don't know why the fuck I'm even talking about this touchdown. Cowboys fall to the Patriots 9-13. Now Drew Brees moved ahead of Tom Brady with his 554th career touchdown pass after three against the Panthers, but Brady tied that back up with one touchdown against the Cowboys, which was gifted to him by the Patriots special teams with a Matthew Slater block punt to set up the first touchdown of Nikhil Harry's career on a 10-yard reception to the left side of the end zone. This is where I started to wonder if Dallas was trying to lose. Basically outsmarting the Patriots at their own game, setting up the Patriots by showing them nothing today in case they meet in the Super Bowl. First, it was the block punt. Then they gave up the touchdown and then muffed the following kickoff. Then Blake Jarwin fumbled, but luckily recovered uh, his fumble. And then even Randall Cobb's huge 50-yard gain didn't convince me the Cowboys wanted to win this game as he nearly fumbled it away. Cobb got lucky, and I knew that shit was going to happen because the Patriots did the same thing to Nick Chubb in that wet game between the Browns and Pats. He broke a big play, and they chased him from behind and knocked out the ball. Cobb, do you even watch the tape? Bro. The weather made this game a lot less fun than it should have been. Uh, five field goals and one touchdown. And in typical Patriots fashion, when the opposing team knocks the shit out of one of its players, the opposing team gets hurt. Hurt. It's really hard to beat the Patriots. It's nearly impossible to beat them when you need a touchdown, have less than three minutes to get that touchdown and 95 yards to go, and the officials flag you for phantom tripping, negating a third down you converted. This is tripping? Wait for it, guys. Wait for it, guys. No, you're fucking tripping, refs. You're the ones who are tripping. You're tripping. Tripping. You know how I know you're tripping, refs? Because you can't even get out of the way of your own fucking calls. Your own fucking calls. Come on, refs. You gotta let Dallas lose on their own accord, which they most likely would have done. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna if you want to follow me there. Make sure you follow at TJ Carpenter Show for helping me write this monstrosity we call football reviewing. But we did it. You know, was it great? Who cares? <laughs> YouTube's not about quality. We know that. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.